You're listening to the number one podcast for nonprofit leaders, getting your nonprofit fully funded. This is the Fundraising Masterminds Podcast. I could make a killing from that. And he tried that. So you've got to be very careful in the way these are positioned. There's a handful of the critical few that will never go to a fundraiser event. That's right. Well, thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Fundraising Masterminds podcast. My name is Jason Galasinski and with me, my co-host, Jim Dempsey. Hey, Jason. We are so excited that you are here this week. We're going to talk about small dinner parties. Yes, we are. Not to be confused with large dinner parties. We're or gonna, the perfect vision dinner strategy. Or the strategy. perfect vision dinner strategy. So we're going to talk about what it is. What is a small dinner party? Before we get into it, I would love it if you guys could subscribe to our podcast we release weekly podcast episodes about all things nonprofit. Well, Jim, what's the difference between a small dinner party and a perfect vision dinner? And maybe we even have to explain what a perfect vision dinner is so that we understand that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But describe the differences here yeah. between the well, two. Well, I always use the analogy of a tool belt. If you wanted to, you could have one big hammer and accomplish every home repair with that big hammer. You could use the hammer to hit a screw in, you could use the hammer to knock down a wall, but it's a lot better if you have multiple tools in your tool belt. Mm -hmm. The small dinner party is one tool in your tool belt, just like the perfect vision dinner is one tool in the tool belt. You wanna make sure as a nonprofit organization that you never become too dependent on one particular strategy. I always say that a perfect vision dinner should never bring in more than 33% of your revenue for right. your organization. When you start to get to 60, 70, 80%, you become very vulnerable. And of course, we saw what happens when you become too vulnerable to yeah. one strategy, and then all of a sudden you have a pandemic, and that strategy you aren't able to do. Yeah. A lot of organizations got hit by that. The Perfect Vision Dinner is designed to get to really the masses. Uh, it's not as broad as direct mail, but it's a lot more targeted mm -hmm. to relationship building, but at a larger size. Yeah. When we're talking about the small dinner party, the small dinner really focuses in primarily on the critical few, okay. the 20% that bring in 80% of your dollars. Ultimately, you're gonna come up with a critical few that come to the perfect vision dinner and they may feed into the overall critical few but for mm -hmm. this we've found over the years as much as we've tried to get a lot of the critical few to the perfect vision dinner it just doesn't happen and Some those of you just are not dinner people they are not especially people of wealth now, they are, there are some that will come because they've got a relationship with someone. They may be on the board. They like the executive director. They like you, whatever it is. They may come and they may even invite friends. But generally, major donors don't come to the Perfect Vision strategy just off an invitation. But this kind of event is designed to be of an insider's type of event okay. where you're welcoming a handful of people and sharing with them very inside information, very targeted. And so as a result, we'll talk about having a venue that's right. We'll talk about how to invite people to this. We'll talk about how 
the best times of the year, the best times mm -hmm. to get people, and of course, the best follow-up from this. So yeah. it's a different strategy okay. targeted to a different audience. One thing that you said early on that really uh, stuck with me is you said it's like having tools in your tool belt. Yes. And these uh, dinner parties are is a tool. Right. The Perfect Vision Dinner is a tool. Is a tool. We have a whole tool belt available to you uh, at our Fundraising Masterminds podcast channel. You can go to YouTube. You can search for Fundraising Masterminds. That is basically your tool belt. We did an episode on the 333 strategy. Yeah. We talked about how to get referrals for your organization. We even talked about capital campaigns. Right. So these are all tools in your tool That's belt, right. right? Like these yeah, exactly. are all things that development directors should be considering, right? right? You don't want to get one hammer out and just use this one thing right. all the time. That's right. And I think that's, um, that's something, you yeah. know, a lot of people, they come to us and they say, we've been doing the same thing. Right. Every over year and over again. Yeah. And we feel like we're in a rut. Right. Well, that doesn't mean you should scrap, you know, your gala and do like, you know, go door to door selling cookies or, or a whole <laughs> series of car washes. Yeah. Right. right. But there are some things that you can yeah. do a little different. Yeah. And uh, if you're interested in more of those ideas, you can subscribe to our newsletter or you can subscribe to our podcast because we've got a lot of uh, things out there. So let's talk about the small dinner party. Right. So I'm interested in how to cultivate relationships with the critical few. Right. You know, we've, we've talked about how in the past, that typically you have 20% of your donors are right. giving 80% of the dollars. Yes. And so these 20% we refer to as the critical few. That's right. And these guys are the ones that are usually kind of supporting. Um, they're the foundation right. of the ministry. Right, right, And it's yeah. really important that we take care of these people. Yep. And there's a variety of ways that we can do. But I really like this idea of having a small dinner party because essentially what you were saying is that... Um, That's right. They just aren't that kind of people. Right. They're too busy or they're, they just don't want to deal with it. Right. And so, but they will come to a private party. Yes. That's right. right. They will come to like an insider. Yeah, an they, insiders. They group, like right. the idea of being an insider. That's right. Yeah. And so if you approach it as like, Hey, we've got an inner circle. Right. For those. Right. Really important people. Right. Those VIP right. of the right. VIP. Right. Right. Makes them feel like they're oh. special. And we're going to share with you some things that we're not sharing with the general public. And that's the kind of event that we're talking about right, right now. That's right. Now, if you're interested in doing this kind of event, there's four steps to doing a small dinner party that we want to share with you today. Right. And uh, the first step is pre-planning. You've got to decide, number one, uh, what is it that you want to raise money for? We've talked about this so yeah. many times about building your case. What are the programs? What are the projects that you want funded? And that will, number one, determine what you ask for that night, but it'll also help you determine what your goal is for yeah. that night. Now, there's a couple elements smart that will be related to that and determining your SMART goals. The SMART goals yeah. are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, relevant and time sensitive. Mm -hmm. And those are so important as you are setting up your goals for the evening. Yeah. Because that's going to be your platform. That's what you're going to be marketing and presenting to people that night. Now, again, we talked about the fact that we were going to be presenting some insider information. Yeah. These kinds of events are perfect for kicking off a new program mm -hmm. or a new strategy. You're introducing a concept or a new strategy to people 
or even a new program that you're starting. If yeah. you've made a decision, I was talking with a nonprofit organization in Chicago about a year ago about they're going to start to venture out from the United States to international. Mm -hmm. And this would be a perfect kind of event for them to introduce the fact that they're now going to be going international. Nice. So those are the kinds of things that you'll do in your pre-planning. But you also want to determine who should we invite, how many people should we invite. You want to talk about uh, your venue, your date, yeah. the time period, all those well, kinds of is things. The, is the venue... And the date different from obviously you can't do it at the same time as your perfect vision. Day. Right. Is this something that you would even piggyback off of a vision? Day? Like well, you, what you'd want to actually do is, Jason, you really want to look at potentially doing them at different times of the year. Yeah. And I would actually use if you've never done the perfect vision dinner strategy, I would look at this as a pre-planning kickoff to preparing for your vision dinner. So if I was going to do a spring 2024 dinner, mm -hmm. my small dinner party could be done in the fall of 2023, and I could use that event to get upfront seed money for my dinner, but I could also use it as a way of piggybacking off the relationship. These people right. come off this as small dinner party excited about what they're doing. These could be your the catalyst for your right. table hosts, your your starter table hosts, yeah. your low hanging fruit. Right. So I would look at them of actually staggering uh, the uh, the time of the year. We usually do a dinner in uh, September, October, November. Right. Well, we do September fifteenth to November fifteenth. Right. And we do March fifteenth to May fifteenth. Right. So is that the those yeah. are the windows that you it, want to do the small it, dinner it party? It really is. It really is, Jason. Uh, now, there, there's a couple things to consider. Is that because it's a smaller size, you do have a little bit more flexibility. You could probably go into early March, depending on where you live in the country. Mm -hmm. um, you you could possibly start to kind of trickle into the summer mm -hmm. for one of these kinds of things. But for the most part, you really are sticking with the same date. Right. Now, the location in some cases could be totally different than where you have your perfect vision. Yeah, I was going to ask, it's probably not going to be at a Hyatt Regency. Hotel. Well, I wouldn't because, uh, because you're talking about a small intimate setting. And in fact, you know how sometimes we'll talk about doing a dinner, especially a first or second year dinner at a country club where you're getting 150, 250 people. Yeah. I'm not even talking about a ballroom that large. I'm talking about a small, warm ballroom, you know, with a eight foot ceiling and the the potential to get about 20 to 25 people in this room so we're not talking about a a big room we want a small intimate uh, i like country clubs because they have a lot of character generally yeah, it's not just fall for you know just air walls you've got but what about like know, a like an airbnb or something well like i think that's fine i think that's fine depending on the size once again you've got to make sure um you know you and i have used an airbnb in nashville that is you know has enough space for 20 individuals a lot of airbnbs can't handle those kinds of things but right. uh, the biggest thing is that you want it to be warm friendly it's it's got to be a very intimate setting is what you want so that's step one is the planning stage just determining yeah. you know the yep. the time the location yep. Okay, so step two is we're going to go into planning and marketing. Right. Um, now, if you're familiar with the dinner strategy that we promote and teach, you would know that we typically send out 
formal invitations. We have a table host model. We right. do all this stuff. Right. How is this different? Yeah. This is much more low key. Once again, much more intimate. You're going to rely a lot on personal invitations and it could be the ministry executive director, could be the development director, uh, could be some volunteers inviting individuals, mm -hmm. personal invitations. You could include some executive size stationary invitations, but we're not talking about formal invitations, no save the date cards, no don't forget cards. So it's just uh, like personal phone calls or face-to-face? -face Very personal, yes. I mean, certainly for some high-level partners, you might want to invite face-to-face. -face. Now, you may want to consider opening this up to friends of the critical few. So you might be able to, if you had someone who was a board member and they were giving you $25,000 a year and their attorney, you may want to open it up to those individuals to bring attorneys from their law firm, a white collar professional person who is giving significantly might invite their friends. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it's very intimate and it is personal invitations, either face-to-face, -face, phone call, or a very personalized note mm -hmm. to get someone to come to an event like this. That's all great, but if this is a private event, you mentioned that we need to market it, but why do we need to market yeah. it? Yeah, well, one of the things is, I would say, be careful in, I would say this even with the Perfect Vision Dinner, about being too broad in your invitation with people. This this needs to be a kind of a, an elite, VIP, very special event. This is not something I put on Facebook in just a broad setting. Uh, you wanna make sure that it's very targeted in your marketing and your invitation. All right, so that's step one and two. Step three, we're calling implementation. Yes. So choosing the best date, outlining the program. I wanted to ask you about the program, actually. Um, you know, in the Perfect Vision Dinner model, we have a very specific right. program, you know, where right. we have the ministry update, we do yep. the testimonies, yep. we do the guest speaker. How is this different? Well, again, condensed, just like it is for your, your invitations, your marketing, everything more limited, more... Uh, more targeted. Are we scaling we're, this back to like an we're, hour? We're going to oh, we're going to actually scale this back to forty five minutes, Jason, oh, wow. for your program. So we're going to go with a half hour dinner and then about a forty five minute program in there. We could go forty five and forty five depending on how upscale of a meal you want to provide for people. Uh, but generally, it's thirty minutes for your meal and forty five minutes for the program. And and we're not going to the extent of getting a a big name speaker. Well, of course, we're not right. fans of big name speakers, but no main speaker. Right. We're not going to the point where we're having a main speaker or featured speaker. This is all everything being in house. So we're not doing testimonies or anything. There, we'll have testimonies. That's a great question. Actually, we want to have a testimony. We'll probably just do one versus three. We won't include a giving testimony. We may include a video if it's good. Um, if you can't get individual personal testimonies, let's just say that you're an international organization and there's no use flying someone all the way from Africa to come in and speak for yeah. three minutes at a program, right. but you might be able to do a video on there. So video, one testimony, a, a ministry update yeah. type of, a, of an effort, and then if you decide to do the appeal, then then the appeal portion is is on there. Do you do the split appeal in this context? Uh, you, you would not in this particular because case because the program is so, uh, so narrow. Now, 
it's still important that you're preparing people. Yeah. But I would I would do it from the standpoint that you could utilize the MC to indicate that uh, we're glad you're here. We appreciate that you're ready to hear about the opportunities exist and we'll be presenting that at the end of the evening, but simply ending, you know, right there. Now you also mentioned a little bit about, you know, date and and timing and everything. I want to make sure that I indicate, we talked earlier about doing in those same windows, March 15th to May 15th, September 15th, November 15th. I want to also reemphasize that what we do do is exactly the same thing as we do for at the perfect vision dinner. We want a Friday and Saturday night. This is not the kind of thing that we, all of a sudden shift from Sunday to Thursday. No, the rules still apply. Those events, those nights, it tends to be a business event. Right. So you want to do a Friday or Saturday night for these as well too. Yeah. But you're gonna your timing is gonna be different. You may you may go ahead and start a little earlier and end earlier. Right. This would be one of those things on a Friday night. Perfect vision dinner ends at nine thirty. You don't want to go any later than nine o'clock. So you probably want to be thinking somewhere around uh, you know, seven to eight thirty or something like that on a Friday night, mm-hmm. and then uh, probably something like you know six to to seven thirty right. on a Saturday night. Well, and then the final step four is follow up, right? You know, which again we put a big emphasis on out the door in twenty four. Right. I assume we're going to do the same thing, you know, with that following up with. Uh, commitments and getting thank you letters out. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that we do different? Uh, Jason, we do actually. And it's interesting because the follow-up stage, there's one additional element. When we're talking about the program and I'm taking a step back to the program phase. Okay. On an event like this, because it's so intimate, yeah. we have found that a lot of people are reluctant to put significant dollar amounts when they're in intimate setting. Mm. As a result, for these kind of events, we actually present to people, but we tell them the person who invited you will follow up with you in the next two days to get your commitment. So the follow-up phase on this, there is the thank you, but it's after they get the commitment from the person in calling those people so you're not asking people to that night come up with an amount not that night you're you're getting up to the point makes sense where you ask but in this one you um you aren't asking them to make a commitment you'll hand out an envelope and you'll hand out the things and you'll consider but you'll ask them to pray about it over the next few days Mm -hmm. uh, because you'll generally be asking for a much larger amount that you might than you might be asking at the perfect vision dinner yes we we put up in the perfect vision dinner some opportunities for gifts of 25 50 75 100,000 but we're not expecting a lot from that this event remember it's the critical few so we are expecting some you know, mostly 25,000 plus amounts at an event like this. Yeah. We factor in the follow-up factor then yeah. to answer your question. The right. follow-up phase includes following up to, to find out what their commitment was. Yeah. And, and then, um, and, and then, then of course, thanking people right. right a few days after that. Well, I really like the idea of using this alongside of the Perfect Vision Dinner mm-hmm. um, because I think it's a great way to get seed capital. I was just thinking, you know, if you're a smaller oh, uh, yes. nonprofit, right. you know, um, especially which, startup, yes. Yeah, it, it would be a great way to get, you know, I don't know, five or 10 people in right. the room, right. right? You're just, you're inviting them personally to come to a private right. meeting where you're saying, look, 
here's the vision of really what I want to do here. Right. And I really need some help to get this launched. Um, right. And here's some things that we can specifically do to do that. Yes. And if you could enable us to do this, then we'll be able to use this money to, you know, do a perfect vision yeah. dinner yeah. or yeah. catapult into right. certain strategic things, you know? So it's, it's something that would, get those types of people excited because right. they're, they right. feel like they're, they're, uh, they're being used yeah. to, to really catapult. Well, they're on the ground floor. Yeah. yeah. They're your, they're your seed capital, your angel investors yeah. uh, in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that, that's a great, um, that's a great thing. Uh, I know we did an episode a while back on how to start a nonprofit right. and this would have been a good yeah. idea of, you know, cause it's, uh, it is, a great way to start a nonprofit right. anyway. I mean, one of the, one of the points we said in that episode was, um, you need to raise seed money. Right. Uh, but we, we actually referred to the way you do that is, you know, through, uh, one-on-one calls and, um, right. And those are great yeah. as well too. Don't get me wrong, but this allows you to pull yeah. a handful of people and, and it allows you to have the synergy that yeah. you need. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. um, yeah. So I love it. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. Now, can I mention, can I bring up a, a big mistake that a number of ministries will make? Sure. Um, the issue is sometimes I, I had the perfect vision dinner done in reverse uh, uh, more than a few times. And every time it's been a failure. And here's what I mean by that is that I had a team. I remember the first time we did it. I can remember it like it was yesterday. It was in Providence, Rhode Island. They ended up having a dinner with 150 people and raised $65,000 at that event. The next year, the leader looked at the expenses to get that $65,000 and said, what if I took the 20% that brought in 80% of that dollar and I got those people in a small room, in a small dinner party, had a lot less expenses, had those key people and got 80% of that $65,000 and, and uh, went ahead and just asked those people, I could make a killing from that. And he tried that. And do you want to take a guess at, okay, I don't know how well your math is, but 80% of $65,000 would be approximately... 45000 $45,000. Do you want to take a guess at how much they raised in that reverse event? $8,000. Hmm. And the idea was that they had all the same people there, but the synergy of that big event, that Perfect Vision Dinner event was not there in this. So you've got to be very careful in the way these are positioned. So in other words, you don't want to get the cart before the horse. This is a great seed starter. It's a great way to get things going. It's a great way to pull together your critical few, but it is not a replacement placement for your perfect vision well, you bring strategy. up a good point because how do you make this small dinner party have the same synergy right i mean like if That's you're right. talking about doing it in the fall and you're right. going to do the perfect vision dinner in the spring right aren't you kind of in a way you know you could do two perfect vision dinners right but you're right. choosing to do one in the fall one in the spring that's right so how do you make it not boring or yeah. how do you make it well, and, and again, once more, it's it's intimate, 
versus um, versus and and very private and personal versus the broad. We've done an episode in the past. Well, I mean, about, your friend who did that, he did it intimate and personal and private. So why didn't it work? For well, him? the problem is that all those people had been to a bigger event before, and essentially were told that this would be a replacement for that bigger event. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. So the the it was a mindset issue. It was. Oh, totally. If he, if he would have said we're we're gonna do a dinner in the fall, yeah. but uh, we we want to do this yeah. uh, inner circle thing, right? And it's mindset and emotion as well too, because emotion played a big part. You and I did a broadcast not long ago about the difference between a buffet and a plated event. Yeah. Do you remember what one of the biggest things that we talked about was? in the difference between the plated versus the uh, the buffet. We talked about the the experience. Yes, yes, yes. And we talked about the the you know kind of memorable experience and the elegance that came from a plated versus that. Right. Now what were the positive things we heard from AI about <laughs> <laughs> we if you didn't listen that. to if you didn't li- haven't listened to the episode Me Against AI, had, you're gonna have to listen to yeah, that, that podcast. Was, that was interesting. We we that wanted a, to see who was smarter. Yes. The mastermind or the AI. Oh and of course the mastermind blew away AI one hundred percent of course I'm a little biased. Yeah. Now but the the one one thing that AI presented was that a buffet was fun. Well, that's all well and good that fun, but you lost it in the intimacy, Elegance. and that's what we've got to do. So we're not saying necessarily that that small dinner party can't be fun. It needs to be fun, yeah. but it needs to really emphasize the VIP the private, the insider side of things, yeah. that makes it work hand in hand with the perfect vision yeah. dinner strategy. Well, I mean, never, ever, ever, write this down, <laughs> never, <laughs> ever, ever make decisions in your nonprofit to go with the cheap over, oh. you know, oh. uh, doing the right way. Yeah, you know, so lose. often people are like, well, you know, we did the perfect vision dinner. It was yep. great. We raised lots of money. But this year we're going to do the same thing, but we're going to cut. Yeah. You know, we yeah. always, uh, Jim is famous for saying no one ever cuts their way to success. Right. right. And it is so true. Uh, if it's true for everyone, it's true for you. So don't right. do it. Um, <laughs> it's the scarcity mentality really, isn't it, Jason? Yeah. When it comes yeah, down yeah. to bottom line. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. Well, this is great. I love the small dinner idea. I think it's a great thing to add in. Right. You know, I think you should do the perfect vision dinner every year. Yes. Um, but you should also consider maybe adding a small dinner right. party as well for your critical few yep. and make it that special intimate yep. thing. Yep. And again, that's just part of taking care of yep. people yep. and treating them well. Yep. Yep. By the way, if you are interested in learning more about the perfect vision dinner strategy, we have actually put together an entire course about it. Yes, uh, It's a online video course, but then we also do live coaching with the video calls. We're really trying to make a movement here of nonprofits who have been trained uh, through the Perfect Vision Dinner strategy and they're really kind of like encouraging each yeah. other and motivating each other and helping each other achieve their goals. So right. I would say you can't afford not to join it, really. A lot of times people look at it and they're like, I don't know if I can afford this or I don't know if I have time. And I would say, 
you don't have time not to do it right. uh, because you're going to need to do something to raise funding for your organization. And you could spend six months doing the wrong thing, raising $8,000 or $10,000, or you could spend six months doing the right thing right. and earn 80,000 or a hundred thousand, or maybe even two or 300,000. Right. Uh, Jim just had an example of a Christian school. They just did their very first perfect vision dinner, right? Their goal was like what one two hundred and sixty five thousand dollars. Two hundred and sixty five thousand was their goal, and they raised. Well, I, I'll have to qualify that, Jason. That I was very skeptical that they were overstretching with the two sixty five. Yeah. What did they raise? Four hundred thousand wow. dollars at their very first event. It yeah. blew me away, but it can be done. Yeah, and we've seen we've seen that kind of stuff. And at, when I tell people this kind of stuff, like we could double your impact, or we could whatever it is that you're raising. If you're raising a hundred thousand, we can get you to two hundred. People's eyes just kind of glaze over, like yeah, whatever. I've we've heard, heard that, that before. before, but mm-hmm. it's it's true, right? <laughs> like right. it really is true. Yeah. Uh, in fact, if you don't believe me and you want to test my theory here, we actually created a survey. I'll put the QR code on the screen. You can scan this QR code and it will take you to a survey. It's 14 questions that we ask you and we're actually able to determine how well your dinner strategy is working for you. And we give you a score, which will allow you to know how well your dinner strategy is performing, right? So a lot of times people will take this and they come back at a 50%. You know, that's about the average number, which means that by taking the perfect vision dinner strategy, by allowing us to coach you and to train you in the perfect vision dinner strategy, you could be earning 50% more money. They're doing 50% right, but they're doing 50% wrong. Right. So what I love about this survey is the the fact that you can learn what it is that you can do differently to and prove. I mean, honestly, it's not one thing. It you know, isn't. people always it's say, well, what's right. the one thing? Right. You know, it's like, well, it's not one. It's like 35, you know. <laughs> a lot of times it's 35 little things. Exactly. It isn't just one big thing. I mean, yeah. if you just, you know, all of a sudden serve bologna sandwiches, that might be an easy change. But a lot of times yeah, no. it's just a lot of little things. It's a lot of little things. And we like to call the perfect vision dinner strategy as like the winning formula to get you fully funded, right? Because it's it's a formula. Formula is uh, a bunch of things that are all added together and they equals, you know, right. the winning number. That's right. And uh, that's exactly what the Perfect Vision Dinner winning Strategy combination. is. It's the winning combination. And it's based on Jim's 38 years working at Crew and my 20 years working for Fundeasy. And we've put this course together. It's only offered two times a year, guys. Okay, so if you go to fundraisingmasterminds.net and you see that it says enroll now, you better enroll now because it's, it's like, only open for a month. It's like the Krispy Kreme sign. <laughs> when it says hot, you got to get to it yeah. and get to it quickly. Exactly. The donuts don't stay hot forever. <laughs> That's right. And the Perfect Vision Dinner course does not stay open nope. forever. Uh, it's only open for about a month in the fall and for a month in the spring. And then we close it down uh, because we we only are have the capacity to work with a limited yeah. number of people. Uh, this is kind of like, you know, a small dinner party, you know, for nonprofits in a way where we want to work with you personally. We want to work with you one on one and we do uh, coaching calls throughout the course. So you have um, 20 weeks 
of every week you you watch a series of videos. It's about, you know, an hour to two commitment. Uh, it's not a full like college course thing, but uh, you know, you have, there's maybe three or four videos that are about 10 minutes long each. You watch those videos. Then we have a follow-up call, you know, then the next week you watch another series of videos, you have a follow-up call and then you have to do items. And then the next week you have video follow-up call to do items. Yeah. And we keep doing that. And the reason why we do it that way is because uh, we really want to hold you accountable to doing it right because we've seen so many people that are like, oh, okay, I'll do it, you know, and then they don't do it all, yeah. you know, and then they come back to us and they're like, well, we took your course, but it didn't yeah. work. Yeah. It's like, well, you didn't apply everything. Yeah. You didn't do everything we asked you to do. Yeah. And so that's why we have the weekly calls yeah. because <laughs> it's like, yeah. we want to make sure we want to do as best we can to make sure that you're comprehending everything, you yeah. understand everything yeah. and that you're implementing it correctly. Yeah. Because again, it's all these little things, yeah, right? So right. if you do all these little things and you do it the right way, um, there was one guy last year, uh, he worked for uh, FCA and um, he he looked at it as like a playbook. Right. Yeah, he works in the right. sports world, right? Sure. So yeah. he, I remember him uh, hitting the ball out of the park with right. his vision dinner. Right. And he said, we're going to do it. The, we're going to do the perfect vision dinner way every time because you guys just give us the playbook. Right. All we have to do right. is just follow the instructions. Right. So if you're interested in that, you know, there's a QR code on the screen you can scan. You can also just go to fundraisingmasterminds.net. Now, if you land on the website and it says join the waiting list, join the waiting list right because uh, what's going to happen is when that one month window opens and we open the enrollment, the people on the waiting list are going to get notified first. Right. And we usually have an early bird special that we open up to just a small amount of people where we offer a significant discount if you sign up early and you're going to get that discount if you are on the waiting list. That's right. Right. So, and you're also going to just we be, don't known. open it up to everyone. Yeah. This it's a, we generally just pull it from that wait list. Yep. So definitely check it out. Okay. Like I said, you can't afford not to do it. Uh, the course pays for itself 50 times over and you're going to just be set up for a long period of time to do this well. Any final words about the small dinner party that we should be keeping in mind? Well, just as I said from the very beginning, it's a tool in the tool belt and you've got a lot of great tools out there and Fundraising Masterminds provides a lot of those tools for you. If you have a question about a small dinner party, uh, let us know in the comments. Jim and I personally review every single one of them and we would love to answer your question uh, either in the form of an email or maybe we might even make a podcast episode about it. We've had that happen a few times. Right. Well, thanks again for tuning into the Fundraising Masterminds podcast. We really appreciate you staying in to the very end and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Take care. Take care.